Hi and welcome, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and in this session we'll be bringing you some of the latest and greatest news stories. So today I'm joined by David Dungay, Editor-in-Chief, who will be talking us through some of the headlines. Welcome David. Hi Rob, how are you doing? I'm alright, I've just, uh, just got our lockdown up here in the north, bang, bang into tier three, wonderful life. Yeah, you're outside running in the streets. Hey, mate, it's, you know, it's snowing today outside my house, which is really nice. Um, first week of December, you know, I can't, can't complain. But yeah. yeah I'm uh, subject, subject to drizzle down here in the south. It's, uh, it's a bit, bit more tropical down here, so yeah, snow hasn't quite got to us. Yeah, tropical. Those few degrees always make a big difference, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I went for a lockdown haircut as well this morning, so I'm feeling especially pleased with myself but uh, the pubs are not open yet up north not in tier three so uh, it's not a, not so great outlook for us just yet but uh, we've got lots of news to go through this week some big news um, we thought we'd just start with the uh, the survey results David should we talk through that yeah absolutely so uh, last week we spent a lot of time going over the uh, the process to downgrade from e3 and e5 licenses to uh, Microsoft Business Voice which was released around April time this year now notoriously uh, Microsoft have made this uh, a little bit difficult for people if if you are going through this process make sure you have a look at Rob's blog from uh, last time it's uh, it goes into great detail and great depth on how that uh, process is achieved quickly and efficiently it will save you uh, pulling out your hair trust me so we asked our audience if they're having this uh, this problem as well uh, and how they have found this process and uh, three simple answers good bad or ugly the results are in unfortunately 30% uh, went bad 39% went ugly and only 30% went good so that's 69% of our audience had a bad or ugly experience with this uh, downgrading process from e3 or e5 licenses uh, I mean yeah Microsoft are not winning any customer service prizes with that stat. Uh, Rob, what do you make of that? Yeah, I'd, well, I'd, what did we expect? Um, I suppose uh, we, we got 2,392 uh, views on that post. We, I only expected a small amount to respond because really, you know, it's quite a, uh, a, a bit of a niche kind of process that you've got to go through. You're looking for that small business that was once on an enterprise license needing to downgrade to, to save the money, which, you know, if, uh, if, if you're like me, then you, you're probably struggling trying to do it. So um, maybe our, uh, our article, um, you know, might actually increase the number of people going through that process. But yeah, 69% actually went bad or ugly on that one out of uh, the 23 votes that we got. So only a small amount of votes, but I think fairly indicative of the process. It is tough and that's why the, the article now exists. So uh, yeah, interesting, interesting results. So what, what's up next, Rob? Yeah, so uh, David, I wanted to talk to you uh, about the big news this week, um, Salesforce acquiring Slack. Now, we yeah. didn't see that coming, or did we? What do you think? <laughs> well, I think I'm going to start referring to you as Mystic Rob, uh, I think. You called this uh, well over a year ago, um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about what, you know, why you called that uh, so, so far out in a moment. But uh, yeah, let's, let's have a quick rundown of the news. Uh, Salesforce have acquired Slack for $27.7 billion, uh, which, uh, let's look at that valuation quickly, is 
humongous for a company that is still in negative cash flow. Uh, they were projecting 2021 as the year they were getting close to their sort of break even moment. Uh, that's that's a huge number. Uh, co-founder, British co-founder, Cal Henderson is walking away with $750 million. Uh, well done, Cal. You've done very well there. Uh, so what, what, what do we think? CRM and collaboration, these two big platforms have come together into one workflow, presumably. it's uh, We know, we've been talking about the who's going to win the desktop for many years. Those CRM providers were, were winning that battle, as far as I was concerned, as far as many of them in the market are concerned. Um, so Slack, let's be honest, they needed a bit of a shot in the arm. If we look back towards March, um, they lost about 40% of their market value since their IPO. Uh, Gained a little bit of that back in the uh, in the interim when we all went to remote working. But really, uh, if when if you look at some of the other performers out there in the collaboration space, they really haven't kept up with that um, with that growth. If I'm honest, so uh, Benioff, uh, Salesforce CEO, he's been this has been long time coming, right? He's been talking about uh, this this social collaboration piece of of the puzzle for a, for a number of years. He lost out to Microsoft in the Yammer deal about seven eight years ago now, uh, and he's been looking ever since. He had they had a go with uh, with Chatter. Do you remember that, Rob Chatter? Mm, I do. Just about I've used it. Benioff. I don't think many other people knew about it. That 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 yeah. attempt at this collaboration piece uh, clearly didn't go too well. So Slack is to fill that hole. Um, so yeah, Rob, g- give us give us your rundown on that. You know what what does this uh, coming together these two pretty sizable companies uh, mean? Well, first of all, I mean the valuation, uh, the sale price, twenty seven billion, complete bonkers, like every other valuation and uh, sale in this industry right now. Absolute madness. But, you know, that what does that tell us? It tells us that uh, Salesforce see huge value in plugging Slack into that business. So, you know, where are they going to go? Uh, naturally, enterprise messaging is, is where Slack plays strongest. Um, you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of integrations uh, across other SaaS or into other SaaS platforms. So they really are kind of the could be the glue for you know, Salesforce and uh, and all those other SaaS providers. So it's be really interesting if they do bake that in because they've already they're saying they're going to bring Slack into this kind of customer three hundred and sixty hub that they that they've got now. Um, so it does make sense. But then Salesforce have recently been playing in the kind of CCAS space with, uh, but you know, their own kind of contact center um, solution baked into the Salesforce experience as well. So it kind of makes you think. You know, are they going to go UCAS? Because they actually enabled the CCAS with Amazon Connect um, and Amazon Numbers and SIP and everything else coming in there. So it wouldn't be too far out to think that maybe Salesforce are planning uh, a push into team collaboration and uh, full UCAS. So I think that's highly likely. Um, you know, you know, it's another kind of viewpoint, I suppose, is looking at this from Stuart's point of view. Stuart had a bit of a battle with Microsoft Teams over the past few years. And that battle's not been won. Um, so is this a move uh, from Stuart as well, a personal move, a vendetta, uh, to um, you know really kind of kick uh, Microsoft where it hurts? So I think it's interesting. I think it's all gonna play out, uh, lots of speculation, but the obvious ones are, this is a big deal and Salesforce are coming in strong to the UC collaboration scape uh, in 2021. 
Yeah, they, they, they clearly mean business. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The big question there, I think, how close does this put Salesforce to, uh, up towards Microsoft now? now is that, how, how big is that gap? Um, what's going to happen there? And we've seen a few of the other providers in the last week or so uh, express an opinion on this deal, which is interesting. We don't normally see uh, you know, unrelated parties uh, express their opinions uh, on this deal. So it's, it's, it's big news. So, um, Rob, let's, let's move on to our next our next story, what, what have we yeah. got? So we said we'd talk about another big brand, uh, Zoom. So Zoom have been uh, doing a little bit more recently. Um, I say a little bit more. Zoomtopia was huge. They just released a whole rook of kind of updates across the plateau, really. And they're really now saying that, look, we're, just, we're not just a meetings provider. We, we're, you know, we do UCAS, we do online events, we do all sorts. Now, now they've got the Zoom apps built, baked in, but... Uh, our uh, journalist, Moshe, he uh, posted something uh, around security this week, which is a little bit more interesting. So uh, what is your viewpoint on that? Because there's, there seems to be more and more coming from Zoom on the security front. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's great that, um, you know, to, it's great to see Zoom put some focus on this uh, particular subject, particularly away from sort of the mainstream media attention. We saw in the earlier part of the year, they came under a lot of scrutiny for their uh, security uh, vulnerabilities and uh, potential vulnerabilities as well. So, I mean, in Mosh's article, really, he's going through some of those uh, products and services that are, have been put in place to, to prevent uh, some of these security flaws. And that is uh, things like suspend participant activities. And that's so you can pause meetings and remove unwanted users. Why would you have unwanted users in your Zoom meeting? Well, we've seen a whole spate of people uh, basically uh, what's, what's coined as Zoom bombing, i.e. turning up into Zoom meetings they were not invited to because someone's accident, accidentally left a, a meeting ID available somewhere, normally on a social media network. Just just in the last two months, we've seen a, a Dutch journalist just appear in the middle of an EU uh, co- conference, uh, just randomly in a Zoom conversation. And, uh, you know, this, this, this is happening more and more. So these security features are really to, to stop uh, those kind of active activities from happening. So um, it's great to see Zoom putting some emphasis on this uh, away from those big stories and away from that pressure. Zoom mean business. They 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 are setting their stall out and they're, they're they're going after the market in a big big way. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, I know the guys at Zoom, and I, I, they they are truly innovative and uh, and they're very humble as well. But they really stick into that plan um, and that vision. You know, from the top down, um, doing so much, and and you know, I think these features that they're bringing through, yes, they they got hit, you know, with the security, you know, issues earlier on this year. But I mean, you know, some of the features now that they're, they're thinking about, they're really thinking outside the box. They're not just plugging the holes uh, that other people have already plugged. Do you know what I mean? They really are thinking about you know, new ways of securing meetings, and, and it is so important, especially. Um, that Zoom is now being used by everyone. It's not just in the enterprise. So, you know, hats off to Zoom, plugging more in and uh, plugging more gaps. So, I think it's you know, really good to see. Yeah. So, so what, have, what have we got next? Next story. Okay, this is a this is an interesting one. So, this is something that I've not had uh, first hands first hand experience of. So, uh, I'm not actually quite sure how to say it. But we said we'd talk about Sogia or Sagia. Uh, which is a new acronym to hit the telecoms market. So uh, what do we know about Sogia, 
Yeah. So, so, so Gia, so Gia, um, you know, who, who knows? An, another acronym. We, we love an acronym in, in this market. We are, you know, it's, it's full of them. So what does that stand for? Single order generic Ethernet access. Um, what does this mean? Essentially, this is providing a broadband line uh, without the traditional copper landline to go with now in the uk we've um, seen this in 2020 it's um it's it's starting to roll out it's a humongous opportunity especially for the channel partners it's, it's currently available in around 28 million premises here in the uk uh, what, what what does that mean exactly well it provides uh, cheaper costs um just one line don't have two lines to deal with that that means that's 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 cheaper it's quicker fixed times again dealing with one one line uh, only having to call one provider uh, this this is really pushing people towards those voip and uh, other other services that use a data line only it's uh, for for the channel this is it's a massive opportunity right we know 2025 in this country signals the end of the traditional PSTN network. Um, we need to get people onto those IP services. This is going to be one of those routes. Now, interestingly, we've been saying for years in this country, well, and around the world, actually, if you own that pipe from, from that customer, uh, you, you own that customer. It's very, very rare to see a customer buy the data off of one provider and their hosted um, UC platform off another. Often those things uh, come in tandem. You buy them off the same person so really that that phrase own the pipe own the customer that that's that is now becoming true you know that that pipe into that customer it's the umbilical cord you know if, if you don't have that businesses simply can't operate so a massive massive opportunity for channel uh, not only this year we're going to see that continually as we as we run up to this 2025 uh, deadline um rob what 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 do you think about this so Gia, now you've had the rundown what's 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 your take well, I, I can certainly see the channel opportunity. Um, I'd like to know more about this. I must admit, there's not a huge amount of information. I think it's fairly early days uh, with this product. Um, but what jumps out to me if I just put myself in the customer shoes for a moment is, you know, does that mean I don't have to pay for a line rental for the phone line anymore? Uh, does that mean, you know, cheaper. it's going to be cheaper ultimately, you know, to the, me? Or is this a premium service where this is more like a, a dedicated point-to-point -point kind of Ethernet connection uh, that is going to offer me more bandwidth ultimately. So I'm not quite sure on the the offering, um, but it sounds interesting. And uh, you know, where there's a new product coming through from BT, they don't, you know, and ultimately do, ultimately it is BT most of the time. Um, it's you know it's for good reason. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested in, in knowing more about this, certainly from the end customer you know perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so should we should we move on to our, our AWS update? Yes, AWS, Amazon Web Services. Uh, you might have heard of them. Uh, pretty big company nowadays. Um, they uh, they've done a, another great job of you know, their annual event. I mean, the annual event is called Reinvent, and uh, they've you know they've got a whole bunch of kind of you know updates around the the core kind of. Uh, AWS network, et cetera, et cetera. But we're really interested in, you know, two major products that are in their suite, which is Amazon Connect and Amazon Chime. Now, we didn't see much on Chime, but we've got a nice kind of uh, Amazon Connect update, which, um, you know, really takes us through their contact center proposition. Um, or as they, I think they, 
they call it customer service in a box offering. But um, yeah, a few updates. Do you want me to run through those, David? Yeah, absolutely. I'm particularly interested in this this idea of the augmented agent. So, uh, you know, take, yeah. take us through that, Rob. Yeah, so if you break, break down contact center as a service or cloud contact center kind of capabilities nowadays, you're going to find a few interesting things right now. So augmented agents is one. And I think that right now is a, is a really hot topic of conversation because people are trying to work it out. And really it's kind of bringing AI uh, into the kind of, you know, uh, agent experience ultimately, more context, more information for the agent, which helps to improve the customer experience. Um, so lo and behold, AWS's first kind of update was to connect wisdom uh, sorry, Connect Wisdom provides contact center agents with more real-time information. So the, the first update was more information, more context around that aug augmented agent piece. Um, their second update, again, was around more bringing more context to the calls. Uh, their third update was around analytics, which is huge right now, especially with uh, their contact lens uh, solution. So that, again, breaks in AI into the kind of contact center offering that they've got there. The fourth update was around automation, uh, which is huge right now. All contact centers are looking to automate as best they can. The more they can automate, the better. They're all up against it. Highs and lows, traffic, you know, surges, spikes, pandemics, and all sorts happening out there. So it's not easy in the contact centers. So automation is a, is a really good uh, opportunity for, for you know, improving uh, their agility and ultimately customer experience going, going forward. Um, and last but not least, security. Um, security in the contact center is essential. And uh, that was AWS's last update. So I think they've really ticked a lot of big boxes there with their updates and very much aligned with, you know, 2021 and the future of uh, customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from from an AWS perspective, you know, they're, again, they're another brand going after their market in a, in a, in a, in a big way. And they certainly have the resources to back that up. And as you've gone through those, those, uh, those big stories there, those big main points in this story there, and they're all, they're all huge elements of that, of that yeah. CCAS uh, space. So, um, you know, hats off to Amazon there. They are ticking the right boxes, as you say. Well, and you think about it, they've, they've probably got the biggest contact center in the world themselves, haven't they? You know, so they, where all these products came from was actually they developed them for, the, you know, Amazon. So uh, it does make sense. And Amazon offers an impeccable customer experience most of the time, especially over here in the UK. I hear it's not maybe quite as good in the US always, but, um, you know, it, it's a magnificent business and uh, it's underpinned by some very clever technologies. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, look, I think um, that's that's a, a good place to end today's uh, stream. Uh, let's not leave without another survey question for our audience, though. We've been talking about SOGIA, single order generic Ethernet access. Let me get that right uh, today. So let's let's ask my audience today. We're going to put this on my LinkedIn channel. Uh, will you be adopting SOGIA services into your uh, portfolio uh, this this year or, or next year? Um, yes. No. Or maybe a little bit like Rob there, you weren't quite sure how that fits in with your, your proposition. Not sure. So please give us your vote. Let us know how that's going. We'll address the uh, results of that next week. So, Rob, Christmas is upon us. Uh, we've got lots of things to talk about, as as always. Uh, to, our, to our audience, and you know, UC Summit is coming up in January. Registration is open for that. Make sure you, you get yourself over there. That's ucsummit.com. 
and uh, get yourself signed up. We've got oh, a lot of the brands we've been talking about today and in, in previous episodes we'll be covering there. There's, there's a whole raft of content which is really going to kick off your 2021 in quite a meaningful way. So I can't impress upon you enough. Uh, that's a great event and it's really going to help you uh, shape your, your business and your strategies uh, moving forwards. Uh, Rob, it's been a delight as always to talk to you. Um, I wish you a Merry Christmas. If we're going to, hopefully we'll catch up before uh, the, the Christmas holidays again. But to our audience, uh, have a great Christmas and have a great new year. Thanks, David.